0: Hey,
1: it's game over, Montreal, and uh, the Montreal Canadiens did the tanking thing this time, Mark. They finally did it.
0: It it was a perfect tank night. Everyone got a little bit of what what they liked. There's some goals, there's some Rafael Harvey Pinot magic, Michael Pizzetta scored for me, and the Habs lost. Exactly. You
1: know, they stuck with a team that, frankly, has no business (laughs) losing to Montreal or tying Montreal, For 40 minutes, you know, I I know the shots were pretty much double, but uh, they stuck with them on the scoreboard. I have to admit, I was getting
0: nervous there for a little while that the Habs would pull this one out. Then I'd be like, okay, man, they might be ruining their tank. But good news, the tank is back on.
1: The tank is back on. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I don't want to trash them, but... Chris Weidman was the tank commander tonight. He made very sure that the Canadians were in this one. Not fair, though. The Canadians were going to lose this one no matter what. It just took a minute for uh, the Carolina Hurricanes to figure it out. We're going to talk about that.
0: Before we get going, I'll say this. I've never seen a two-on-one turn into a breakaway before because of the defenseman. That was the craziest defensive play I've ever seen.
1: It was was interesting, to say say the least. But uh, we'll talk about that. And much more coming up here on Game Over Montreal with myself, Andrew Berkshire, and Mark Dumont on SDPN Sports. Please like the stream if you enjoy hanging out here with us. And please, you know, give us a share. Throw it up on your Twitter, throw it up on your Facebook, throw it up on your Instagram. You can do links on Instagram stories now, so no excuses not to share us on Instagram. And if you do, tag us tag me tag mark i check my instagram
0: every six years so exactly
1: (laughs) like if you like the show and you want to send us a message or if you don't and want to send us a message you can do that too but we prefer the former yeah yeah exactly we prefer the positive feedback or at least constructive but uh, yeah give us a share help some more people find us we'll have some fun here while the canadians you know trudge down the gangplank towards the end of the season but before we get in on the the action of the game want to bet then get on, on this action with Sports Interaction. The boys of summer are back on the Diamond and March Madness is on deck. Bet pre-game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN or in Ontario, download the app. Now, using the QR code that you can see at the bottom of the screen right now. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Now, Mark, I don't know about you, I think you're probably in the same uh situation as me but I'm a chicken when I when it comes to betting but I was playing around on on sports interaction uh last night and I I just put together like what would have been a like a three part parlay and I was like this will never work but it ended up being like uh like it was like a 16 to 1 payout and I was like what would I win if I put bet like $5 I was like oh, pretty good didn't put it, 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 it down cuz I'm a chicken I would have yeah.
0: won Oh yeah I would have won yeah did you so was it a Jarvis Hat trick goal on a shorthanded third period uh, breakaway was that part of it?
1: No, no, no. It was, it was yesterday, but geez, oh. if if anybody bet on that, yeah, they're they're pretty happy right now, I'm sure. <laughs> but uh, I think let's let's talk about the biggest thing about this game. Uh, obviously, we're starting on, on a little bit of a downer note, I think. But I think the biggest takeaway from this game
0: is Justin Barron's hurt. Yeah, and it's so unfortunate because first of all, okay, listen. I, I don't know why the Hurricanes were upset at that one. It's it, it's crazy to me. I feel like in hockey, players only get upset when it's the most blatant penalty. Like when they get caught literally like stabbing a guy with their skate, you know, and they're like, happy Gilmore get to the bench. Like that was a clear, clear cross check. But um, it's unfortunate for Barron just because he's been coming into his own, right? And he was like the guy that got left out of the mix to start. So... He worked his way back. He had been looking really good. He scored a power play goal for a defenseman that's, like, other than jack-eye, that's literally unheard of this year. So, that's unfortunate. But I'd say the good news is he took that little spin, came back, tried it out. So, it's not like he was completely, you know, like, like written off. So, we'll see how it goes, but uh, unfortunate timing for Justin Barron
1: yeah he's just been playing so well and like we we sang his praises last game uh he's just been continually taking off <laughs> after he you know was released of the shackles of uh joel edmondson playing terribly even when joel edmondson started playing well and it wasn't just you know not being paired with joel edmondson he's just been playing great hockey uh he's <laughs> been clearly in the top four for the canadians hasn't really missed like any game where he's been shuffled down uh really scoring you know finally getting some power play time yeah. and then this happens it it just reminds me of last year where he comes over with the canadians he was playing a little bit tentative but you could see the skill there finally starts to like feel himself in the nhl and then gets hurt and it's yeah. up for the season obviously we don't know how hurt he is Looks like it might be something minor. It's but... just that he,
0: he checks so many boxes for the Habs. That's the frustrating part, right? The right-handed in transition, puck retrieval. And if you go back to the conversation we had with Tim Turk, we talked about defensemen that like how they crank their stick up. So you know, Subban goes to like <laughs> to like eleven o'clock, right? He, yeah. And Weber goes right about here. You see, Justin Barron gets a ton of whip, and he doesn't necessarily have to go to the moon with his shot. So yeah, it's just really unfortunate. But um you know, hey, at this point, if there's any issues whatsoever, shut him down. Shut him down. We'll see how it goes next year.
1: <clears throat> yeah. Noel asks, what kind of dog is Raphael Harvey Pinar? I say, I don't know, but he's got that dog in him. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. You know what like, I, I would actually man. say? Like, you know, everyone would probably think you're thinking of like a Rottie, but I used to have a Rottweiler and the biggest sucks in the world. Like, like. Kirby Doc is the Rottweiler because he looks a little bit scary, but really he just wants to, he wants some scritches there, you know? (laughs) I would say, based on going to Jared Book's house, he's a chihuahua because those chihuahuas never stop and they make their way and they get you out of their way and they somehow dominate your entire life. So I wouldn't buy a chihuahua, but he's got that chihuahua in him that like just, it's a battle. Everything's a battle. So yeah, I'm not trying to insult him here either. Chihuahuas are the scariest dogs out there, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, the Chihuahuas can get pretty aggressive. I'm gonna say he's a some kind of terrier. You know, just like oh, gets it yes! done. You know, he's you diving in that whole to, or, to uh, hunt the a badger terriers? or something like that. Oh. Yeah, like or have, have, even you don't even have to go into the field. Like, if you ever get like even a Yorkshire terrier, mm-hmm. roll a ball towards them because they're mm-hmm. mousing dogs, right? Yeah,
0: and it's they're crazy. Mousers, yeah, they go from yeah.
1: like really happy and, and fun and want to cuddle to like yeah. super aggressive to get that ball.
0: It's in their brains. And I mean, every ship had, had one, right? That's the, that was the, the, the back in the day. But if you want to see, yes, that was the best description ever. Cause Google rat terriers in a field <laughs> and it's like, it's impressive, but it's also a little like, okay, they're, they're slightly psychotic, but yeah. uh, they get it done, man. They go get those rats and whip them around. And yes, that's the one he's a terrier. Absolutely.
1: 100%. Uh, Noel says his facial hair is serving Scottish Terrier. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, think, I think it fits really well with, with Harvey Pernard. I'm just, I'm so impressed by him. You know, we talked last time about yeah. his him blocking shots in Edmonton with the game 6-2. to two. Like, he's just, everything that you want a player to do to earn a spot, he's doing that, right? He just, his focus is entirely on doing everything as, like, team concept, Get to the right areas. Work really hard. I, I honestly, I just really love watching the
0: kid play. It's contagious too, to a certain extent, right? You're seeing even now that he's not no longer on that fourth line. You're still seeing Pitlick and and Pizetta, who who again, I'm glad we talked about him last game because he's playing well. Uh, you know, they're seeing this guy make his place, make his spot, and they're realizing what it takes. You know, because yes, it's, it's great to say that hard work you'll make it now at that point when you're when you're that low in the depth chart it, you have to go above and beyond every single shift and i think we're seeing it from bezel we're seeing it from Pizzetta. so it's a little bit uh contagious in uh you know in that respect and, and yeah as and- andre holmes here mentions uh or andre i'm not sure which one has a pug and wants to fight dogs 10 times her size so that's about what Hervé Pinard does every time, right? The guys are 10 times his size and he still goes in it and gets the puck back. That's the cool part here. He's like that Chihuahua. No matter what, he gets the bag at the end of it.
1: Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Michael Pozzetta. You know, let's give a shout out to Rem Pitlick for that pass on the Pozzetta goal. Man, he threaded that through nicely. It makes me forgive him for passing on. A ridiculously great shot opportunity later in the game when he probably could have scored.
0: Yeah, and I think Suzuki did, passed up on one too, where he was trying to find Anderson. Because at this Although point, you know been, what? Yeah, I
1: like. You that think that passer, was a good play? Because I think I, that was actually a mistake.
0: It's rare, but it was a mistake in my opinion.
1: He might have been able to score, but it was a better chance for Anderson. It's just that Anderson didn't even notice that the puck was coming to him until it was too late. And I, mm-hmm. I actually, I was kind of making fun of. Uh, What's his face? Dave Poulin on the TSN broadcast because he was saying like, oh, by the time that puck got to Anderson, he, there was no net left to shoot at. And I like watched the replay and he had, it's a completely open net. Anderson <laughs> just like, doesn't notice that the puck has gone through and he's like, oh, oh!" and by the time he like realizes, you know, the pucks passed him and into the, like behind the net. So the puck never got to him, and then Poulin like doubled down on it when they watched the replay. <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, see, there's no nothing left to shoot at." And I was like, "But the goalie's facing the other way. Like he like Suzuki. If that's with Harvey Penard or Caulfield, it's in the net. You'd yeah, probably absolutely. And I Josh think it's Anderson.
0: it's just difficult to match. <laughs> like Josh Anderson's the ultimate chaotic one. Like if Josh Anderson was a dog, he'd be I don't know like. Who who would he be? He'd be like a Whippet, just constantly running, like, full speed everywhere. And it's really hard to kind of find chemistry with that, right? To kind of line up with that that Whippet was just going a thousand miles an hour. Uh, Or maybe more of a Greyhound because it's a little stronger. I think tonight we're just going to name, we're going to give every Habs player a dog equivalent. (laughs) Right?
1: Yeah, it seems like that's that's the direction that we're going. I don't know dogs well enough, honestly. And, Uh, and
0: you know, I'm probably going to, yeah, yeah. I guess, but I mean, if we had to, I, Josh Anderson in looks, he would be just like a, a Husky though. He does have that that Husky <laughs> and he never gets tired and he can run all the time and he will destroy your apartment if you leave him in there for too long.
1: Yeah, Husky loves it in straight lines. He can pull the sled. You know, that's that's the way he could go. Yeah, loves it in the winter, but uh, trying to think of, like Mike Matheson, that's got to be like Greyhound. Golden, right? I was going to say Golden run. Retriever. No. Oh, I feel like golden retrievers like more happy-go-lucky, right?
0: Yeah, I was yeah, I was kind of trying to match his style and and how he looks because he kind of looks like a golden. What's your what's your call on Matheson?
1: I, it's got. A, I'm just thinking of like the speed, right? Speed and agility. So I'm thinking it would be well. Then out.
0: that would be a Whippet there, you know, like full full mm-hmm. speed and and whippets. They'll keep going even though the race is done, and they'll forget they'll forget sometimes what's behind them. So that that lands for him and what about and, you know what um, i'll do
1: with for matheson i'll say rhodesian ridgeback
0: rhodesian ridgebacks are one of my favorite dogs oh my god andrew i came so close to getting one these are dogs that would that would keep lions at bay and they can run for just miles and miles and miles and oh god i need a dog i need a dog so badly i i, I was so desperate during the pandemic that i would go to dog parks and just kind of like jump in and be like oh which one's yours i'm like that one they're like no no that's mine i'm like oh it's 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 that one. They're like no, that's dog's dog. And then I'd be like, okay, I gotta go, and I'd have to run, I'd have to run away. But uh, yeah, I'm all for this dog conversation.
1: Yeah, uh, Trinka83 says Suzuki isn't a dog; he's a cat. I understand that, but I have to. I think Noel is he's talking got about the here. The kids' Yeah, he's smarts. saying he's saying border collie, and I agree with that. I think Suzuki is a border collie because he's a
0: working S- dog, and
1: yeah, yeah, he's always keeping everybody in line. He's super intelligent, right? Yeah. Can learn a bunch of stuff. Very versatile dog, and just a ton of energy. Guy who can play twenty five minutes a night,
0: and just wants to work like like all day long. That's all he wants to do is work. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a great one. That's a really good one. Okay, keep your. We'll we'll talk about the game, but keep your dog comparisons (laughs) going. Yeah, we we may go off
1: topic a few times and continue to go into dog comparisons.
0: Exactly. Oh, oh, you know what? You know who Jack guy is? Is what's the name of that Japanese? uh, The Akura Akura. Ak- Akita Akita yeah. he's yeah. an Akita he's an Akita because yeah. <laughs> you know very very ma- magnificent majestic dog but don't, don't mess with ever, it no do not ever mess with an Akita yeah yeah
1: so if he's the Akita does that make Pizetta like a Shiba because he's like a mini Akita
0: yeah yeah basically but I feel like we could get a better like comparison for how he looks which dog mm. which, what's the name of the dog that has those locks that's always at the dog show that has like those glorious blonde. Like an locks. Afghan? Yes. 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 <laughs> Just because you've got the the glorious hair. Absolutely. And thank you for tuning in to dog. Dog watch. Game <laughs> over.
1: <laughs> it's what kind of dog is a Montreal Canadian night? Uh, yeah. Uh, Kay says, let us cat people have our cat boy. Listen, he can be a cat too if he wants to. But this is this is the dog comparison show. But you know what? I, w- I do want to talk quickly about Suzuki because... Mm-hmm. Uh, in this game, obviously, the Baron situation with Sveshnikov, that's the kind of hit that happens once in a while that I don't necessarily think is, um, like, targeted or anything, or, like, necessarily dirty. It's just a, a dangerous hit. No like malice, some, but, but... Yeah, out. some guy, sometimes guys, you know, push, and they don't realize that a guy's off balance. But, when Sveshnikov kept on running around after, it was Nick Suzuki who came over to him twice... Once he came over and kind of, like, pushed him during play and, like, talked to him, and then Sveshnikov went out and, like, laid another questionable hit, and Suzuki came right back with the puck, like, just gone and, like, hit him hard. Like, neither of them fell, but he hit him solid and hard through the chest. I kind of love Captain Nick laying down the law.
0: Yeah, he does that once in a while, eh? Just like a sneaky little, hey, what's up? Like he knows who Tony D'Angelo is there, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But yeah, when you have Sveshnikov and and Suzuki coming together, those are two tick, tick players. But uh, hey, man, I'll say this. He's not the biggest guy in the world, but what is he, 210, 210 pounds about? 217 at 5'11", man, or 5'10", that's that's core strength and one thing that his mom always told me is that like yeah nick nick got blown up a lot in junior and even in the nhl but i remember her asking me can you ever remember him staying down and it it's been in my mind ever since then he's never stayed he down doesn't. after a big hit she doesn't like you know he doesn't need guys like anderson to defend him but it's fun when you see it but yeah nick anderson is uh, nick anderson nick suzuki is just about as solid as it comes core strength 100
1: 100 percent uh, the. There was a yeah, question Noel, are you here. looking at Knowles? <laughs> yeah, which one is uh, Wideman? I'm gonna make everybody sad now. Uh, Chris Weidman is Fry's dog from Futurama. No, from Jurassic Park. Yes, he is sitting on the sidelines just waiting to get his call to play, to play a game. He's so patient, so loyal, sitting there. He'll you defend know what? his That's teammates.
0: So accurate. It is so <laughs>
1: accurate. He had a rough game, but. Man, the guy does not complain. No. Like, I think any other situation, if we saw a guy like Chris Weidman, like, he's not being treated badly, but in that situation, mm-hmm. we'd be saying he's being treated badly. Yeah. But yeah. he hasn't said a word. You he don't was, hear I- anything from his agent. He just wants to still be around the NHL game.
0: Exactly. Great leader, and, and, great person. He's the type of person that... um is just happy to be there honestly like let's be perfectly honest um oh yeah we haven't done french uh german shepherd yet we've got to have a german shepherd on the team right mm-hmm because mm-hmm. you got bulldogs in there we got a bulldog I, I like for some reason i feel like motabo is a little bit of a bulldog i don't know why but it's kind of the he's got a, kind of got like me those puffy cheeks there like a oh, like no. a proper bulldog not a french bulldog like a and you know a real bulldog
1: what's a dog that just looks kind of sad not not um, like not like a, a sad dog in terms of can't do anything, but just like, just looks a little bit like the puppy dog eyes are always there. That's probably that's a Montibo pug, eh? Me. Yeah, but Sam Montabo probably can sit normally, so I don't want to give him a pug. <laughs>
0: yeah, and you can actually breathe as well, yeah. <laughs> exactly, freaking pugs. It drives me, I, we're
1: all completely off the rails here, but it drives <laughs> me nuts when people get pugs, and they're like, isn't it cute when they're breathing, and they're like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, they can't fill their lungs the dog is literally dying while it's alive i mean let it not
0: be a breed uh, big big you know how much i love dogs but yeah always get mixed if you can it's so much better for the dog and whatnot but i remember one of my good friends jeff um this guy was almost seven foot tall biggest gentle giant kind of think of think of kirby dog and everyone always tried to fight him which you know he hated but he ended up getting a um um a bulldog Okay. So, and a a bulldog, the reason it's called a bulldog is because literally it would jump on bulls. You see how the mouth is made and the nose so that it could jump on the bull and bring the breathing down and calm the bull down. And that way their nose is still, they could breathe. So we got it that first day and I started playing with the bulldog because I love dogs and, and these ones really love getting scratched on their bum. And the next day his girlfriend calls me and she's like, Hey, um, I forget his name, dog or whatever, had a heart attack. And I was like, excuse me? She's like, yeah, you made him run a lot last night, eh? I'm like, I think I made him run like 12 feet total, and then, <laughs> so it turns out, the vet was like, hey, yeah, bulldogs don't run. They just don't run, ever, whatsoever. So this was a one-year-old dog getting a, like, a heart, yeah. That's when I realized, hey, purebred dogs, oof, not great. Yeah, there's a lot of broken breeds. Alright, on that depressing note, <laughs> mm-hmm. No, oh, actually, they're doing great, great work with bringing dogs back to what they used to look like. That's one thing we can uh, get into at some point. But we, we have to talk hockey, I guess. We do, we do. Uh, Raphael Arvi Pidal is the German Shepherd because he just gets everything done. He's just efficient, all business, right? Does that work? Sure.
1: I, I think Don't... the Terrier still sticks better yeah. for him, but that's okay. Oh, I um... want a German
0: Shepherd on the team. <laughs> and a poodle.
1: If if Justin Barron is hurt, do you know, Mark, if uh Baudin is healthy in Laval? Because I don't have time Mike Hoffman's to track the poodle. Laval.
0: Sorry. <laughs> Mike um, Hoffman's the poodle. <laughs> yes, Baudin is back. Um right now you are looking at two guys that could probably take the helm there. There's no one, like, forget the idea left and right. Um, um you're basically deciding between Baudin or William Trudeau has become their best defenseman all of a sudden. Uh, you know, he's coming out of camp, he had a really good camp, and he could have gone back to the, the, the queue, joined Laval, and he was a healthy scratch at first because that's the big jump. And recently, especially with the Baudin injury, William Trudeau has become Laval's best defenseman. Now, the question becomes, hey, don't forget, Laval's actually in a playoff race now, Andrew. Yeah. So you kind of want to watch who you take, but at the same time, that's the whole point of the, the AHL affiliate um, I would say Baudin probably is the most illogical choice because his contract's running out. He's older, you know, like it's, you have to figure out if there's something there. But if not him, it'll be uh, William Trudeau. Yeah, and to
1: get us off topic again, Noel says that old yeller is Carey Price. Uh, listen, we all know it, but you didn't have to say it. We don't have to be that depressed around here. Why right. would you do that? Why would you make right. everybody sad? We already did that with the Jurassic Park thing. We don't need to go back down that road. Right? But yes, exactly. Very accurate. Uh so yeah, Bodin makes sense. Oh, he, and Shea
0: he, Weber would have been a great Dane for sure. Like I'm pretty sure he had great Danes as well. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, uh
1: back to the hockey. One thing no, that no. uh
0: Chow Chow, who's the Chow Chow? <laughs>
1: nobody's gonna talk hockey tonight uh i did want to talk a little bit about the uh the caspery or not Kesberry, uh the jespery kokaniemi situation and just kind of revisit that a little bit just because i i talked about it a little bit on twitter he scored that gorgeous goal to get the hurricanes back in the game tonight and uh frankly it's it's weird because the way that everyone evaluates kokaniemi is by like scoring numbers right and he's still playing a a relatively small role in carolina which i think everyone expected him to take steps further than that by this point Mm -hmm. but continues to be an nhl player at the very least i know people will say you know obviously the canadians picked the wrong guy agreed they made some bad draft choices but i'm looking back at that and the magnitude of how poorly Bergevin and that staff handled that situation is jaw-dropping. Yeah, And it's not just about Kokaniemi. It's about the fact that they lost Deneau at the same time and then were backed yes. into a corner and overpaid for Dvorak, who I think has been better lately, but then Hoffman, for the yeah. last two years has been bad. Like I'll, I'll put it this way, Mark. Who's a better player right now? Jake Evans or... Christian Dvorak,
0: like right right now. Oh, Evans all day. Well, but like, like
1: Evans like, is a better player.
0: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, and would you and, trade a
1: first round pick for Jake Evans?
0: It, it, and the worst part was that I think it was actually you know Dvorak was really for that, that no thing right to get a defensive player, and it's kind of weird how his numbers didn't translate. But the most important thing here is that Jesperi Kotkinemi is a corgi. Okay, I decided that <laughs> while you were talking, Jesperi Kotkinemi is a corgi. Um, his limbs are so long. Okay, well, okay, if I, so he's like a reverse dashin. How do we, what's a, what's a like? Rever, yeah, reverse there? <laughs> Like well, Is it dashin you know or then, then He would be a Doberman in that case. If he's got the long, you know, the long Doberman
1: um... makes sense for Kokuniyemi because he's got the big frame, but he's not aggressive.
0: But he's not aggressive. Yeah, well, Dobies can, they can be, but the ones I've met have always been big sucks. What I yeah. will say, um, that was, like, the worst stretch of... And don't forget, they also lost Joel Bouchard in that stretch, right? That, mm-hmm. to me, was never a big deal because I kind of had an idea that Joel Bouchard was really annoying to all his players and the stories we got were all one-sided. Like, his, like I, I have rarely seen a, a coach whose players did not like him as much as Bouchard that received as much good, good press. But if you remember correctly, that year, I was doing the... uh clean out and it was player by player interview and then when he got to kutkenemi there was a two-hour delay and from what i heard it was one of the more unpleasant conversations of between a gm and a player in team history and you know cut came out after that like two hours while everyone's waiting and you could tell he just wasn't not in a good mood he wasn't talking so i get the sense that you know bechevin really stuck to his guns and, and i think you have to in the nhl but that one I think it might have even gotten personal to a point because he was expecting more out of him because it was his guy. He made the reach, so like that was his first pick, right? Like you know, or no, actually it was. Sorry, that was the Galchenyuk. But I'd still say that it got personal between them, and um, you know, from that point on, it was never going to work out for the contract. And and, and I'll say this as well, it, it's not the worst thing in the world that Kuznetsov is no longer on the team, Andrew. No, like, depending no, he's not on the, the offer sheet, offer sheet only. Yeah, I mean the fact is like I
1: think in retrospect it made more sense to match the offer sheet than what they actually did <laughs> but it would make even more sense to have just kept that pick yeah
0: but the absolutely. problem is
1: they thought that they, like, that management group thought that team was going to
0: make the playoffs last year well well bachelor yeah. was 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 working to save his job let's be yeah. perfectly honest at that point it, it got into like you know panic territory because you're yeah you're losing dano and cut the big deal out of all this was Danu, right just this idea that he didn't see the value in scoring—that uh, to me was such a was probably his biggest mistake at the helm of the Montreal Canadiens. Like, could you see this team right now if you had that anchor Dano? You wouldn't have to worry about that extra center. I, like, I know Dano wanted more responsibility, but hey, there's plenty of responsibility to go around nowadays. So that, in retrospect, was clearly the biggest mistake. Yeah,
1: I mean, on the plus side, I don't know if they'd be able to tank with Dano
0: he he like, wouldn't he wouldn't allow them to go bottom 5 No, you're right yeah no.
1: it, like between deno suzuki and especially now with doc like it's it's a little bit too much depth i think yeah for them to get into that like bottom 5 territory so mm-hmm. well in that, that okay, respect,
0: so it's close to the mismanagement of kk but as um you know the, the mention here by Trin, uh, trinka 83 the poor development was long lasting like it like yeah. it wasn't just you know, okay, he played well, one mistake, go down. I mean, this guy was getting benched in the playoffs. For, for who again? Who is the guy that he was... Getting? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, It was ridiculous that Kutkanemu... And then there, that created a bit of a divide with the team too, right? So, yeah, just the idea of Duchamp benching him and then benching Cole Caulfield like that. Man, I'm, I'm glad those days are... You know, we saw Martin saint we yell at the team today and they deserve to be yelled at. They but did, he's, yeah. not, he's not going to bench... You know, Caulfield in the playoffs, right? Like, that's one thing. He's definitely not going to bench his best player, you know, when, when the time comes. So, oh, and we need a dog for, for, we'll let the chat decide what kind of dog St. Louis is. St. Louis, oh my goodness. Yeah. Cause I would have said, I would have said Malamute, but he just doesn't have that size, but he's got that Malamute, like, silver, you know, look to him. So maybe like a Boston Terrier or something. I don't know. It's, yeah. up, to, it's up to the chat.
1: Yeah, something tough and gruff, but small, compact.
0: Yeah. Small, exactly, exactly. Jack Russell, maybe. Well, yeah. Jack
1: Russell's I find are pretty annoying. Marty St. Louis is not
0: annoying. so. Jack Russell's are, well, it depends on the owner, right? Like, mm. I, I, it's every dog. I remember my I had an ex-girlfriend, she had a boxer, and she's like, why is he... Also, they're called boxers, because when they stand up, and they, they punch you right in the testicles, that's exactly <laughs> where they do it. But but she wouldn't run him, and then she'd be like, why is he so jacked up? Like, there's a reason St. Louis is calm. If he didn't get if he didn't get his skates in, he'd be going wild out there.
1: 100%. All right, Um, trying to think what else we can talk about with this game. I feel like it's not that eventful, right? I mean, obviously, people feel bad for Sammy Montembeau, because... You know he's been playing so well, and then he's like, I don't think he played terrible tonight. Nope. Allowing six, it's just like the chances against were ridiculous. His mm-hmm. rebound control is definitely a weakness, but he's not an elite goalie, so I just don't feel like it makes sense to to knock him too much for that. I do feel bad for him on games like this, but at the same time, like against the Hurricanes, this is to be expected, right? Oh, this God, team, yeah. especially with all these injuries. Is not going to be able to keep up with a team like the Hurricanes, especially on their home ice. It, and it's not like a game against the Leafs, right, where there's that emotion no. and, like, swagger that comes but, into it. But there
0: was from Kutkanemi, eh? I, I honestly yeah. feel like he tries a lot harder against the Habs, and, and I'm all for it.
1: Yeah, 100%. I mean, if you're him, you've got a chip on your shoulder from yeah. not just how they treated you, but also not mat- not matching the offer sheet probably stung a little bit, right? Because he's a number three overall pick that they gave up on after three years. Mm-hmm. Made no, the NHL absolutely. at eighteen, like he still has elite defensive results. Mm-hmm. I know it's playing not high end, min- high leverage minutes, but his results are still good. His numbers are offensively great, not amazing, but, but that,
0: see that's the thing. He's he has, he's not going to crack uh, what thirty three points again. Like that's the issue here. Let's be perfectly honest. And you oh, and boy, I have yeah. defended Kukinami more than anyone else. But, I mean, like, this guy is kind of projecting to almost never crack 35 points while playing with some of the most offensively gifted players in the NHL. So, like, there's that part of it, too. You know, while we were defending kukenemi everyone's like, he can't finish. Okay, he did tonight. But for the most part, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a little difficult for kukenemi which is a bad fit for Carolina because they're really good, but they can't finish. So, you know, I, I think it all kind of worked out. Okay for both teams, but I, I'm actually glad to see Cuttinoemi doing good. I know some people won't like that, but I'm cheering for the guy.
1: Yeah, I obviously like no, we have nothing against him. He he didn't do anything wrong. Fact no. is, even if the Canadians hadn't wronged him,
0: mm-hmm.
1: he was probably still going to take that offer sheet because it's a lot of freaking money.
0: <laughs> well, that's the other part. I feel like he he played everyone. Like he played Dundon, and he played you know like everyone's like haha. Like hey man, you just got you used leverage. Uh, between two teams, like, uh, not even on-ice rivals, which is crazy, to, to make a lot more than you probably should. So, get that bag. Secure that bag. And, and I'll say one thing. It's better for him to be in Carolina. Um, and this isn't... I'm not trying to criticize him, but the amount of pressure, the media, the non-stop you know, bullshit that there was in Montreal was not his preferred modus operandi. Like I remember him coming in Laval at one point, And the only time that TVA, RDS, and all those those people would show up was when there was bad a bad story and Kenemi got sent down. And, you know, they were just destroying him. Like they hadn't they hadn't been in the locker room all year, which I, I find kind of insulting, and they were just really throwing daggers at him. And he stopped, and he when it was done, he just looked at me and he's like, "Is this how it's going to be here all the time? Like I can't even get reprieve from Montreal." So like I empathize with that. It's 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 a mental health thing, and I'm happy when hockey players are happy, and he seems a lot more happy in Carolina.
1: Yeah. Definitely. All right. uh, On the trade front, obviously uh, there's lots to speculate about with Montreal, but uh, I watched the uh, insiders report or whatever they're calling it on TSN these days. And Pierre Lebrun mentioned that there's some people who've kind of knocked or like knocked on the door on Dodonov about like, not as a primary piece, but uh, Mm -hmm. as if our guy that we want isn't here, maybe we'll come back on Dodonov, you know, stay tuned on deadline day. But apparently no interest in Jonathan Drouin, and I'm a little bit surprised by that, because he's he's turned it on quite a bit, and his point production, I know he hasn't scored, but his point production is pretty solid. I think he could help teams in the power play. I'm surprised a little bit that St. Louis is still using Matheson on the, on the point on the top unit power play, because I think Drouin has been significantly better there.
0: Oh, he, he, makes, he opens up the passing lanes like no one else can on this team. Let's be honest. He gets guys moving. And when his passing is on, he's one of the few that can feather it left to right to get guys in high-danger areas. But I'm not surprised in the sense that, you know, Montreal media and Montreal fans have been dragging this guy. Like, he doesn't even get a spot in the Winnebago to go camping, you know? We're just going to yeah. drag him off to the side, and he's picking up all this garbage, and now we want to dust him off and be like, yeah, yeah, you want to buy this, right? So, no, I mean... It doesn't surprise me that there's no bites out there. It's just a little disappointing. Um, I, I like. I, I was thinking about this the other night. Maybe maybe there's an opportunity to get him one more year at a certain amount, but like we said last show, you know what? It's time to kind of end that for the best of Jonathan Dwayne. And I wouldn't be surprised to see a resurgence. Honestly, Andrew, if you can focus on hockey and not have 45 idiots say something stupid every time his name is mentioned, um, I, I think he'll be in a lot better head state. And therefore, when you're you know, healthy everywhere. Your entire body—that's where you can perform. And don't forget, athletes need to be healthy to perform. So, mental health—huge part of that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Kay says that Frank Valley suggested there may be interest there. Oh. Well, I mean, that's uh, weirdly—I feel like the insiders across the league are not on the same page on a lot of stuff this season, and it's kind of weird. I don't know if it's like there's less access or something post-COVID, but then again, like you remember the deadline a couple years ago where Frank Saravali broke just, like ninety-five percent of the trades. <laughs> <laughs> he just like sat there, at his computer was like, "This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen. This is gonna happen." And like, everyone was like, "Who the hell is this guy?" So maybe right? he's on it again this year. We don't know, but
0: absolutely, uh, no, no, no. I, 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 we'll see how it goes. I think it's be, actually, from what I heard, it went from it could have been excited to being a very sleepy market right now, like a very, very, very sleepy market. And one thing Chris H mentions here, which we have to talk about, it wasn't just Weidman. Um, you know I'm the biggest Jonathan Kovacevic fan out there. Rough game for him tonight. Like, that was one of the few where I looked and I said, hey, I wouldn't be, you know, a healthy scratch after this game wouldn't surprise me. But it's very rare that we've seen it this year. But tough game for uh, for Kovacevic, you know. He, he, he showed pressure when the fans, you know, wanted him to pass the puck. And he kind of acquiesced and gave it away. And, you know, so one of the rare, very rare bad games for Jonathan Kovacevic.
1: Yeah, I thought uh, Mike Matheson struggled tonight, too. It, it, I mean, frankly, it was just not a great game for anybody. Like, the Canes
0: shine. are miles above the Habs. Like, it's not even... Like, yeah. <laughs> did you... They, they you also... Looked, do you know I that they're they played, almost at 60% Corsi for this year? I know there's other yeah. stats, but... Uh, has a team finished above 60, like, in, in modern era?
1: I don't believe so. No, maybe so the Detroit 50- Red Wings from, like, 2007, but, okay. like... When we first they're, they're started, yeah. closest.
0: But they're approaching 60% expected goals in Corsi, like... Oh, man, the Hurricanes have to go for it, eh? In my they opinion, really they really have to go for it. And, like, I know they've been looking for a tough defenseman. So maybe Mr. Joel Edmondson would be uh, the guy to go there. There's familiarity, right? There so, is familiarity yeah. there. Although he did not fit with them last time at
1: all. He shouldn't have been into their system. But uh, I want to respond quickly. Mark Healy says, Druin will not translate to playoff style too soft. Uh, but he he's been fine in the playoffs his whole career, man. I'm sorry, but, like, I understand that you yeah. might think that but there's space for players like duran in the playoffs i, I actually he's think he's been better before. in the
0: playoffs so speaking, then, <laughs> like, significantly so than before like, but the, the reason he would actually be good is that if you're not the top guy like imagine having a guy like Dwayne on your third third line so you're taking some of the easiest assignments the easiest usage you're sheltered then you can use them on the power play it go it's really different than being one of the top guys right like like the quality of competition is is, is a fairly big deal in the playoffs So you're going to circle guys like Landis Coggin. You're going to circle guys like, well, if he gets healthy and McKinnon. And then the guys in the third line, sometimes that's why we see so many hero stories in the playoffs. They're not facing the denos every night. So that's where it could be an advantage for him. And I think Frank Saravelli actually, now that they mention it, he even mentioned Colorado as as like as a brainstorm, which is exactly what you and I did, Andrew. We're like, man, that would be a perfect little fit for uh, the Colorado avalanche.
1: Yeah, I've been pushing that idea of like that's a spot where he could fit uh, for a long time now. And similar story with Sean Monahan, right? You know that Colorado doesn't want to go into the playoffs with their center line as it is. Mm-hmm. I know that Miko Rantanen played center while uh, Nathan McKinnon was hurt, but I don't think they want him to play center long term. So they're no, definitely and looking. Their
0: second center is, anyways, not not that great. Yeah, they they absolutely probably want. Well, and some people are saying, yeah, it was you know if they trade for Monahan, they'll want to trade. Who's their? Um Newhook, I guess, would be their second line center at this point. They're not gonna they're not moving. Newhook. It's
1: him or JT Comfer. I yeah, Comfer struggled,
0: I if I remember correctly, as a second line C. So yeah, just let's get Newhook out of out of the idea of that he's ever gonna come to Montreal, but it would be it would be fun.
1: Yeah, it would. I mean frankly, but uh I mean, I just want to. Uh, now that Lekkanen's there, I, it'd be fun to see other Canadians go, go to the right? to have lunch and have like success a too. Island of
0: misfit Habs, the
1: guys exactly. that we like
0: defended the most. Yeah, exactly. No, I would, uh, I would love that. You know what? It's. I think, and I'm still gonna maintain this, but the way you interpret Arturi Lekkanen's value to an NHL team, in my opinion, gauges your level of knowledge in hockey. Yeah,
1: he's the litmus test. It's just like Lars Zeller used to be with the Canadians, right? Like, if you yeah. thought Lars Zeller was a bad player with the Canadians, that tells me you don't know a lot about the sport. <laughs> it's
0: is this one of the most arrogant things I've ever said, but I absolutely believe it. Yes, I absolutely believe it. And that's why some of the smartest minds, Eric Bernas, went to go get Arturi Lekkinen and then won a Stanley Cup because of it. We can say that. I know it's not true, but we can say it, man. <laughs> I mean, it kind of is
1: true. He did score the Stanley Cup winning goal, and he was... An absolute killer in that playoffs for him. So right, Arturi yeah. Leckan and what kind man of dog was moments. Benjamin?
0: Oh, we could maybe end on Benjamin was like your classic bull, your classic like uh, probably American bulldog. I'd say him and him and and La and and Timmins just a lot of muscle on there, like a lot of muscle. Don't don't ask him to run. <laughs> no, 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 not not big on cardio <laughs> or anything like that. And probably your best friend in the world, like when he's with you, but you have to. Like introduce them slowly to your friends when they come to your house, you know, <laughs> like, 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 don't worry, he's he's he's, he's friendly. <laughs> yeah, Trizek asks. This will be the last question, then we'll close
1: things up. Trizek asks, uh, any guesses where Pullu RV ends up? You know, he continually gets connected to Montreal, but I don't. See I it. keep on hearing that uh, San Jose and Edmonton are talking about Carlson, and I don't think that happens without Pullu RV going the other way. Just Carlson and
0: McDavid. Oh, oh, oh God. Oh.
1: Imagine three on three for the rest of the season with dry cycle. (laughs) Carlson just amazing teams could just forfeit.
0: Just that makes me so happy. I'm going to say this. I don't think he's a good fit Montreal. If Like I looked into it and I actually have an article ready to go. It just in case he gets put on waivers. Um, the Habs don't need more playmakers that are like good underlying numbers that can't finish. And that's essentially what he is. Like if you are a team where you need more playmakers and you need more possession, sure. But the Habs don't need a guy that struggles to finish. I, I like, I, I'm sorry. It's, it's one of their weaknesses is that they lack finish. So I, I think, would, sorry, go ahead. I
1: think they could get him to finish. I, I look at Pooley and I see young Nate, uh, Nakushkin. I think that he has a lot more finish in him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he has finished, but a lot more scoring finish in him than what we've seen so far. It just it hasn't come together for him perfectly. But like this year, he's been wildly unlucky as well.
0: Yo, absolutely. Absolutely. I just don't know if Montreal is the right market for that. Right. Because like three games in and, you know, TVA Spa will have a like, when will pre score? Will he ever score again? Meter they're going. So I just don't feel like it's the right place to do it. But uh, oh, and as Montreal, i U F C. I'm gonna. I'd rather end on this. What do we think about Marty losing his temper? I had no issue with it. Not. I just felt no. bad for for Ulenin, who was like, <laughs> just. Get, you can tell. Thank God he had a visor because he was getting rained upon. But no, I have no in, no issue with that. Listen, they were not giving their all, and I know it's tough because it's a team that even if you give your all, you're gonna lose. But See, bon là. like they're a bottom five team. Once in a while, you gotta, you know, gotta get that uh, whip out, and you know, and and I'm sure he's not doing it just to yell, just to be a dick either. That's not his style, no. right? So he's probably doing it with good timing, and I have no issue with that whatsoever.
1: I mean, frankly, if it was the same score at the same time in the game, but the five goals were spread out throughout the game, he wouldn't have lost his temper.
0: It was the three was goals boom, boom, boom. in like
1: what four minutes or whatever it was. It was The focus,
0: and yeah. that's has been his message all year: is just focus, guys. Like, like the Habs. Well, and I know this kind of you can say this to anyone but when they focus and they've actually had really good periods they're, they they look great but then man when they fo- when they lose focus when they're the, the the golden retriever that says squirrel, man do they like they, they just stop playing right So yeah. I think as a guy that never had an opportunity to stop playing this career that really bothers them and I had no issue with that whatsoever. It looked like yeah, he was I mean, saying do your jobs and and you could tell he was pissed off but no a little fire here and there no problem.
1: Yep, yep. As long as he's not doing that every night, no problem with it whatsoever. Sometimes you need to peel the paint off the walls. But uh, yeah, that's all we have for you tonight. I'll be back on Saturday. Mark will take a short break before taking over the hosting duties for a couple weeks. But what's uh, Saturday? Saturday night is the Hot Ones Gauntlet with Adam Wild. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to try to get him through it. I was talking to Steve... Yesterday on the phone, and he he was saying he had, him and Jesse have very little faith in Adam getting through it. So we're gonna I have, have no to faith, no faith. Very, in Adam getting through it. Very encouraging towards Adam to get him all the way through the gauntlet because Adam might die. Adam might up. die
0: on Saturday. Like we have we might have the first <laughs> live death on our podcast. <laughs>
1: let's, let's all be super nice to Adam and tell him you know you got that dog in you, Adam. We're gonna take we're gonna bring the dog conversation into Saturday. Yeah. It's shout out really to Mark
0: fun. Healy. I think is, I don't know if Mark's been in our chat before, but welcome and join us all again. Cause as you can see, Trizak, Claire, Noel, Evan, we have uh, Kay. Everyone comes back night after night and we have a great time. It's fun. So uh, thanks for joining us tonight.
1: Absolutely. And of course, if you like the show, make sure you like the YouTube video, uh, the live stream here. It helps us grow. It helps us with the YouTube algorithm and uh, share the show wherever you uh, want to share it on social media. Tell your friends about it that are Habs fans or not doesn't really matter. And if you like uh, teams from other markets in Canada, we've got game overs for them too. So tell and if you like friends, dogs,
0: if you got you know that what? dog in you, <laughs> we're here for you too.
1: <laughs> I don't know why I love that stupid meme so much. I know, me too. He's <laughs> got that dog in him. It's just so satisfying to
0: say. <laughs> Because <laughs> you can just tell it's like it's like an excited dog at that time too. There, you know, like like the uh, the Romanov there. You know, when you're about to let a dog out and he's dancing, and he's spinning. That's how I always pictured Romanov before the start of a game. So, yeah, the uh, you know what? And before we go, really good point here. I forget who is it mentioned. Uh, Paul Byron didn't finish until the Canadians gave him an opportunity to finish, right? so This is true. That's a really good counterpoint to what I mentioned about Pooh-Yarvi. I still maintain it, but you're right. Opportunity is what breeds results.
1: This is absolutely true. Alright, thanks everyone for joining us here on Game Over Montreal. <laughs> we'll be back on Saturday with the Hot Ones Gauntlet. Be there or suck. Later. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Game! by Sports Interaction. Canada Sportsbook.